Hallelujah. Welcome to Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Amen. This is our first Easter back in our building since the pandemic. And I'm so grateful that we're all here today. Amen. Amen. Uh, I do want to welcome our first-time guest. Thank you so much for um, joining us today. Uh, Marlon and Louise and, and Lillian, and I also want to thank um, Jamie and Marlou and Gretchen. Also, Tyler, Noah, and Jacob. Hope you guys come back next Sunday. We're going to have youth service next Sunday. So please join us. We have amazing snacks. <laughs> amazing snacks. Amazing snacks. Please, please come back next Sunday. Tell your friends. Tell the world um, about all the great things we have here. Amen. Amen. Well, my, uh, my kids, my three little rugrats have been gone in Wisconsin. So it's been kind of nice. I've been, it's been really quiet. I've been sort of cleaning the house, and I'm finding stuff, carrots, and things like that I've never knew existed in different parts of the house. Um, so it's, it's been a really, really fun week for me uh, as I'm trying to get that all organized. But in the process, God's been talking to me, and, and I've, this is a pretty long sermon, so I'm just warning you guys ahead of time. This is what happens. I'm not distracted, and no one's talking to me every five minutes and asking me if they could use the bathroom. So. Um, in the process, I was able to really focus on this. So this is great. This is a good thing. Um, but I do want to talk, and I do have a word from the Lord. Amen. Amen. In Star Trek, the next generation. <laughs> Glory. This is good stuff, guys. This is good stuff. Star Trek, the next generation, the futuristic captain, Jean-Luc Picard, finds himself facing one of his many enemies that he has come into contact with during his travels in outer space. His greatest possession, Starship Enterprise, gets destroyed right before his eyes. But before the ship is destroyed, his arch rival makes a statement to Mr. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Such a powerful name, Jean-Luc Picard. Picard, he shouts, all good things must come to an end. All good things must come to an end. In a Broadway musical, The Little Mermaid, which I'm sure you're all very familiar with, Ursula, who is the villain, if you haven't seen it, sings a song to Ariel taunting her that all good things must come to an end. Look at how you're fretting. Life's getting upsetting. Lover boy's departing. You're starting to cry. I guess your dreams ain't turning out so swell, my dear. Well, my dear, here is why. All good things must end. Flowers fade. Balloons deflate. Butterflies disintegrate. All good things must end. Puppies die. There's such thing as tooth decay and lollipops are all licked away. And oh, and jewels begin to lose their glow. Divas hear their last bravo. Kings and queens eat crow. My dear, cause hey, struggle through you may. The rules will not bend. All good things must come to an end. And actually, that's my title. All good things must come to an end. 
It's an interesting idiom. It's been used in countless movies, TV shows, and books. The idea containing the expression, all good things must come to an end, originated with Geoffrey Chaucer, who wrote in his poem, Charles and Cresty. From there, it's become part of our culture to convey that nothing good lasts forever, that eventually the good times will end. The phrase is a constant reminder If you're feeling good now and you feel amazing right at this moment, enjoy the moment because it will eventually end like all good things. It all must come to an end. This is only found in popular culture, but we find this in biblical stories as well. One of these stories is the stories of Joseph, the son of Jacob. Now, Joseph was one of 12 brothers and he was his father's favorite son. And among the 12, he was sold into slavery by his brothers because they were all very jealous of him and they didn't like him. And he wasn't a bad brother. They just didn't like him because they were jealous of him. He ends up in Egypt where he works his way up to second in command in Pharaoh's mighty kingdom and empire. And God opens doors to his faithfulness in God in the midst of all his disappointments. And ultimately, he saves his family. Jacob was lied to by his son that his son Joseph was killed by a wild animal. However, when Joseph revealed himself to his family, he did not harbor any resentment towards his brother, but understood that God was behind the whole thing so that he could save his family from a great famine. And then Joseph does something. He invites his whole family to move to Egypt where they will be treated like royalty. They're going to get the best. And that's one thing I want to read here in Genesis 47, verse 5. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, your father and your brothers have come to you. And the land of Egypt is before you. You settle your faith, your father and your brothers, in the best region of the land, and they may live in the land of Goshen. And if you know of any highly capable men among them, put them in charge of my livestock. Then Joseph brought his father Jacob, and he presented him before Pharaoh, And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Here's a guy who steals blessings, and now he's turning around giving blessings. And Pharaoh said to Jacob, how long have you lived? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, all the years of my travels are 130 years, and all the years of my life have been few and painful, and the years of my travels are not as long as those of my ancestors. Great deal of disappointment. Great deal of disappointment that he's gone through. Verse 10, then Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from his presence. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers, and he gave them territory in the land of Egypt in the best region of the land of Ramses, just as Pharaoh had commanded. And Joseph also provided food for his brothers and his father and all his father's household, according to the member of their little children. They got to live in the most expensive part of Egypt, the best land for farming, and they were living on easy street. I'm sure they were singing, let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. Because not only that, but each of them was given food according to the number of their children. Kind of like a child tax credit during a pandemic. It's going to be real. When their world is in a severe famine, They did not have to worry about starving. Still, they were able to look after livestock, 
and life was good. It was a good time. But all good things must come to an end. There's Mr. Jean-Luc Picard. He just keeps coming in the Bible. All good things must come to an end. Exodus chapter 1, verse 5. I want to read the scripture so you guys can see the story here. All the people who were directly descended from Jacob numbered 70, but Joseph was already in Egypt. And in the time Joseph and his brothers and all that generation had died. So this, this is multiple years afterwards. And the Israelites, however, were fruitful. They increased greatly. They multiplied. They became extremely strong so that the land was filled with them. Then a new king, who did not know about Joseph, came to power over Egypt. And he said to his people, look at these Israelite people, more numerous and stronger than we are. Come, let's deal wisely with them. Otherwise, they will continue to multiply. And if a war breaks out, they will ally themselves with their enemies and fight against us and leave our country. So they put four men over the Israelites to oppress them with hard labor. All good things must come to an end. They were no longer considered special guests in Egypt. They were no longer treated with respect the way Joseph was treated for saving Egypt from famine. They were no longer getting their child tax credit. They were no longer getting their amazing health care. They were no longer getting all the wonderful benefits because all good things must come to an end. And the Israelites were no longer welcome in Egypt. They were being oppressed and forced into hard labor for Pharaoh. And as we fast forward in, uh, in time, we find just another biblical story that confirms to me and to us, and I'm trying to make a case here, that all good things must come to an end. Back into the promised land, the Israelites, they made it back from Egypt. And then we come to Solomon, who is the king of the kingdom of Israel. And David, Solomon's father, united the land of Israel, and he expanded it further than the previous king, Saul. Now what they had been fighting for so long has come to pass, and now they're a great nation among their contemporaries. Israel is not at war with the Canaanite people. There is peace and prosperity in the land. And Solomon is able to build a permanent temple to God. No longer were they in shifting tents and traveling, but now they're in a permanent structure, building a mighty city, a metropolis, metropolis, metropolitan, to be desired by all other nations to see what a mighty and powerful nation they are. And sparing nothing, Solomon builds a masterpiece of God's house, and we can read the dedication of this wonderful, glorious temple. 1 Kings 8.1 Then Solomon conveyed convened in Jerusalem Israel's elders and all the leaders of Israelite, the tribes and the families, so they could witness the transferal of the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from the city of David that is in Zion. Because the Ark of the Covenant, which was established back in the wilderness, just traveled and traveled, and now they're going to bring it to a permanent temple. All the men of Israel assembled before King Solomon during the festival in the month of Ethium, the seventh month. And when all of Israel's elders had arrived and the priests lifted the Ark, and the priests and the Levites carried the ark of the Lord in the tent of meeting and all the holy items in the tent. 
Now King Solomon and all the Israelites who had assembled with him went on ahead of the ark and they sacrificed more sheep and cattle than could be counted or numbered. The priests brought the ark of the Lord's covenant to its assigned place in the inner sanctuary of the temple in the most holy place where the wings of the cherubim and the cherubim's wing extended over the place where the ark sat and the cherubim's overshadowed the ark and its poles. And the poles were so long and ends were visible from the holy place and from the inner sanctuary, but they could not be seen from beyond that point. And they remained there to this very day. There was nothing in the ark except two stone tablets from Moses, the Ten Commandments, would be placed in Horeb. There was that the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites after he brought them out of the land of Egypt, once the priests left the holy place. And a cloud, now watch this. This is where I was trying to get at. The cloud filled the Lord's temple. The priests could not carry out their duties because of the cloud. And the Lord's glory filled his temple. Can you imagine the spirit of God so strong that you can't do anything and but fall to your knees because the glory of the Lord is so strong in that temple? Let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. 1 Kings verse, chapter 9, verse 1. After Solomon finished building the Lord's temple, the royal palace, and all other construction projects he'd planned, the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time in the same way he had appeared to him at Gibeon. And the Lord said to him, I have answered your prayer and your request for help that you made to me, and I've answered your prayer and your request for help that you made to me, and I will have consecrated this temple you built by making it my permanent home. I will be constantly present there. You must serve me with integrity and sincerity, just as your father David did. Do everything I commanded and obey my rules and regulations. Then I will allow your dynasty to rule over Israel permanently. Just as I promised your, your father David, you will not fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. So here is God, prosperity, peace. This is a good time. You want to be an Israelite at this time. This is a glorious time. But God promised his dynasty to last forever. The good times are here to stay, but there is this nagging feeling, I wonder, if all good things must come to an end. Is this going to last forever? Easy, we could just read Read down. This is great. We don't have to wait for history to happen. We can read about history. So we can read 2 Kings chapter 25, verse 8. And on the seventh day of the fifth month in the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the royal guard who served the king of Babylon, arrived in Jerusalem. He burned down the Lord's temple and the royal palace. And all the houses in Jerusalem, including every large house. He burned everything down. The whole Babylonian army that came with the captain of the royal guard tore down the walls that surrounded Jerusalem. Now, presenting the captain of the royal guard, deported the rest of the people who were left in the city and those who had deserted to the king of Babylon and the rest of the craftsmen. But he left behind some of the poor of the land, and he gave them fields and vineyards. The mighty nation, the beautiful temple, 
the wonderful metropolitan city of Jerusalem, all burned down, all destroyed, because all good things must come to an end. All good things must come to an end. Now we fast forward one last time. And we arrive in Jerusalem, a city destroyed and rebuilt several more times. But now a new and mighty empire called the Romans have conquered the city. A kind over this overseer over the country of Israel and what's left from the time of Solomon. We find a man named Jesus who claims to be God, the Messiah. And the gospels record his actions and all the miracles he did. And, the teach, and his teachings profound things. And he heals a great deal of many people. His disciples walk with him for three years, learning everything he has done, learning all his teachings. And it felt amazing that the light had finally come into the world and everything was going to be okay. It was a good time because now demons had to obey him Sickness had to obey him. Mental sickness had to obey him. It was a good time. But all good things must come to an end. Betrayed by one of his disciples, Jesus is arrested. Tried under the cover of darkness. Sentenced to be killed by crucifixion. The disciples are scattered and they go into hiding. And all good things must come to an end. And on the third day, Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb where Jesus was buried to find that the tomb had been broken into and someone had stolen the body of Jesus. She quickly goes and tells the disciples, and of course, they didn't believe her because she's a woman, and they ran out to find out for themselves. The empty tune was yet another constant reminder that all good things must come to an end. What happened on the second day when your fearless leader is killed, who you thought was God? But all good things must come to an end. And here we are. John 20, verse 19. And on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the disciples had gathered and they locked the doors of the place because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. They were next. They were coming after their followers, his followers. A little side note. Normally, When your leader dies, you go find a new leader. That never happened with Jesus. Everybody asks you, like, oh, is this Christianity thing for real? Yeah. Historically, you're supposed to go find a new leader. These guys didn't. That tells you something. It's a side note, side note. When he had had said this, verse 20, he showed them his hands. Hold on, I think I missed something. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Verse 20, and when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. 
So Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. Just as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And after he said this, watch this. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. That sounds like a commandment. That sounds like a command. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. And if you retain anyone's sins, they are retained. But receive the Holy Spirit. Now watch this, verse 24. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, unless I see the wounds from the nails in his hands and put my finger into the wounds from the nails and put my hand in his side, I will never believe it. Thomas gets a bad rap. I like Thomas. You can't blame Thomas for his doubt. Everything he studied in the scriptures, everything he's experienced, has told him this one universal truth that all good things must come to an end. And now his disciples are telling him that that's not the case? His entire life experience has been disappointment. All good things have come to an end. Our great kingdom has fell apart. Now we're being oppressed by the Romans. What was supposed to be a great time in the garden came to an end. Everything I tell in my life, good things must come to an end. And now you're telling me that somebody raised three days later from the dead and you tell me that good things do not come to an end? I don't believe it. I have to see it. I have to experience it. I have to put my hands in his nail-scarred hands. I have to put my hands in his side for me to realize this universal truth that good things do not have to come to an end. Don't be so tough on Thomas because we're all like Thomas. Tragedy is right around the corner. Suffering is waiting for me. Disappointment is only a matter of time because I have learned one thing in this life that all good things must come to an end and nothing is good. Until we see it, we will not believe it. Until we experience it. Until we see Jesus alive. We will not believe he did not die. And then... We can believe finally. Do all good things must come to an end? Verse 26. Eight days later, eight days later. Jesus doesn't show up for another eight days later for Thomas. It's just going to make him sweat. All right, Thomas, I'm going to watch you sweat. You're not going to believe your brothers and your sisters. I'm going to watch you sweat. We're again together in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And now watch what Jesus does. Then he said to Thomas, 
put your finger right here and examine my hands and extend your hand and put it in my side. Do not continue in your unbelief. Thomas, don't continue in this universal lie that good things must come to an end. I want you to believe this isn't going to end. And Thomas replied, my Lord and my God. It clicked. It clicked. This isn't going to end. Everything in my life has told me there's nothing but tragedy in this life. Everything in my life has showed me that everything's going to fall apart. And God's going, nope, not so in my kingdom. This isn't going to end. The goodness of God. I, we didn't plan this, by the way. That song was, I don't know when, when you put it in that song, but we didn't plan this about the goodness of God. But he's good. Thomas explains that the lie that I have heard all my life is not true, that God, that good does not last forever, and I will live with him forever. I don't have to worry that it will end or they'll be taken away from me because Romans reminds me that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing can end this relationship. No matter what happens to you, it will last forever. Relationships will end. Your job will disappear. You will become obsolete. It's part of life. Your children will leave you. Like they let me this week. Maybe this is a little personal here. Your finances will eventually fail you. Friendships will end. But if you believe in God, the one good thing in your life, I promise you one thing, and I, live, I work in an industry that you can't promise anything, but I promise you this, he will never leave you. Yes, all good things must come to end, but God will never come to an end. Now, can you stop believing that lie? Can you realize that this thing is forever? See, our, our minds can't even comprehend it. Life experience has taught me one thing. Everything comes to an end. And I'm telling you, it doesn't. If I can have the people come down for communion, maybe a little music would help. I could have some music as well while they're doing communion. But I want to take communion today. And why do we do communion? It's, we're eating bread and, you know, fruit of the vine. It's a reminder. And Jesus tells us to his disciples, this is a reminder. I want you to keep doing this until I come back. That's why we do communion. Because we got to be reminded that all good things do not come to an end. We don't have to keep believing that lie. We don't have to keep walking around. Is he good? Sometimes we ask that question. Is, does he have good in store for me? Because life would tell you the opposite. He doesn't have good for me. But if you believe 
that if everything else fails in your life and you believe in that goodness, you'll never be disappointed. There will come a point where everything will be taken from you and all you will have is him. And I promise you one thing, that's all you need. Don't walk around disappointed because good things have come to an end. Because I'm telling you right now, that's not the case. Dan. Hallelujah. Jesus, we're praying right now, God. I don't know who has walked here today, Jesus, and I don't know what demons they have inside them, God. I don't know what they're battling at home, Jesus, and Lord, I don't know what they're struggling with, but you do. Lord, they're, they're being lied to, Jesus, that disappointment is part of life, and God, they're being lied to, Jesus, that they're on their own, and I want God, you to remind him, Jesus, that's not the case. God, that you have a plan for them, and you have nothing but good intentions for them, Jesus. Good things do not have to come to an end, God. I pray, Lord, that your truth would just pierce through these lies, Lord God. That, God, that they are valuable, that they are important, no matter what happens to them, Jesus. I pray, God, that you touch everyone here, God, right now, Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You'd like to make your way to your right, my left. And let's go ahead and grab some of this. You can go ahead and grab the communion drink and as well as a piece of bread if you want to participate. But we leave it open. It's open. Will you be reminded of his goodness? even when the world is not good. Will you be reminded of his goodness when you have not experienced goodness yourself? Yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus. I serve for your goodness, Jesus. Lord, I'm not gonna keep believing a lie, Lord. I know you're good. I'm not gonna believe that this is temporary, Jesus. But I'm going to believe, God, this will last forever. Jesus, 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 Jesus. If I'm left all alone, Lord God, that's, it doesn't matter. Because I believe you're good. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I believe in your goodness, Jesus. I believe you have good plans for me, Lord God. When I get chewed out, Lord God, by the world, Jesus, because they don't think I'm valuable enough, God, I'm valuable in your eyes, Jesus. I'm important in your eyes, God. The world might discount me, might toss me to the side, but that's not the case with you. Everybody is valuable. Everybody is important, God. Oh, let me remember this constant reminder, Jesus. Good things do not have to come to an end. Good things do not have to come to an end, Jesus. 
Jesus. I believe you're with me, God. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, lo, 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 Thank you, Jesus. 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 Jesus, Jesus. God, we partake of this, God, as a reminder, Jesus, of your goodness. Lord, we take this, God, as a remembrance, Jesus. A remembrance, God, that you are coming back, God. That this nation will fall apart. The world will fall apart. You will not. And God, we do this until you see, we see you again. In Jesus' precious name, may you today. The blood, God, that you spilled as a reminder, Jesus, of your love for me. As a constant reminder, Jesus, even when I was a sinner, you died for me. I drink this, Lord God, in remembrance of your goodness. Even though I'm not good, you still care for me. You still love me, Jesus. In Jesus' name. You're a constant reminder, Jesus, of your goodness. I need to be constantly reminded, Jesus, of your goodness. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, good things do not have to come to an end, Jesus. These altars are open. I pray that you get a hold of this God and his goodness. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. My family might desert me, Jesus. I might be abandoned by my parents, but you'll never abandon me, God. I might be lonely, Lord God, Jesus, looking for human interaction, Jesus, but you'll never leave me alone, God. I'm never alone without you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, let your spirit rain down, God. Let us get received with your spirit, Jesus. Oh, 
Come live inside of me, Jesus. Let me be filled with your spirit, Lord God. Evidence of speaking with other tongues, Jesus. Let me take on your name, God, to remind myself of your goodness, Jesus. Let me get baptized in your name, in Jesus' name. And let me take on that goodness, Lord God. Let me be reminded every day I don't belong to this world. I don't belong to the Father of lies. I belong to you, Jesus. You will never abandon me. You will never forsake me. You will never leave me. You've always have good plans for me. You always have good intentions for me. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Rosicaria. Oh, it's a reminder, Jesus. That empty tune is a reminder, Lord God, that this is going to grasp forever, Jesus. Oh, remind me once again, Jesus, of your goodness. Remind me once again, Jesus, of your good plans for me. Remind me once again, Jesus. It's just you and me, Lord God. It's just me and you, Jesus. Everything I have, you can take, Lord God. It's not much, God. My incompetence is not much, Jesus. My talents are not much, but I give it to you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Oh, let your spirit move right now, Jesus. Let your spirit move right now, Lord God. I rebuke any distractions, Jesus. I rebuke any voices, Lord God, telling people they don't matter. I rebuke any voices right now, Jesus, that telling them, Jesus, that goodness does end right now in Jesus' name. I pray for a constant reminder, Jesus, of your goodness. No matter what I could go through, Jesus, no matter what happens to me, Lord God, you're still good, Jesus. No matter what they do to me, Lord God, you're still good, Lord God. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, remind me once again, Jesus. Remind me once again, Lord God. Oh, precious Jesus, precious Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Your spirit is moving right now, Jesus. Your spirit is moving right now, Lord God, touching God, everyone's heart right now in Jesus' name. Oh, you've been dealing with me all week, Lord God. You've been speaking to me all week, Lord God. I'm sorry, Jesus, for the distractions in my life, Lord. I'm sorry. I'm so worried about everything, God. Oh, I just have to be reminded of the goodness. I just have to be reminded, Lord God, that you're good. I just have to be reminded, Lord God. Oh, you're a good God. You're a gracious God. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. 
Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Lord God, no matter how much disappointment I face, Jesus. Oh, Lord God, no matter, God, what scars I bear, Jesus. Oh, la ramasatai, I bring that all to you, Jesus.
and encouraged he is with you he leaves with you he doesn't live here the temple was just was just something in the process he he now desires to live inside of you and he walks with you and he's wherever you are be encouraged no matter what happens be encouraged that he's a good god and his goodness spill right over to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray, Jesus, that you would be with us as we go home. Be with us as we go back to our schools, our workplaces, Jesus. Be with us, God, as we go back to our families, Jesus. I pray, let others, Jesus, see that goodness. I pray, Lord God, that our truth, Jesus, would impact them, God. That it be something different inside of us, God. And just like Thomas, Lord, let us walk with confidence, Jesus, knowing that you're alive and that you are good, Jesus. And you're going to last forever, God. We need you, Jesus. Be with us, God. Walk with us. And I know, Lord, you will never, ever leave us. In Jesus' precious name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. You want to worship? Please worship. Are you ready to head back? Head back. In Jesus' name, you're dismissed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah.